and welcome to You Files Your Taxes Your Way podcast. My name is Ida Chelly, and joining me today is our very own tax expert, Jerry Vitaratis. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Not bad, Ida. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice and sunshine up there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, still stuck in the home, though, unfortunately. We can't really go anywhere during uh, work hours, but uh, I'm in my basement now. I'm uh, all closed up in my basement doing work. Uh, but uh, thankfully, safe and sound, though. That's that's the, that's, that's the key. Important. I mean, the, the pandemic is still raging on, unfortunately. But uh, as long as everybody's safe and sound, everything's everything will be OK. Obviously. Okay, so today's topic of our podcast will be medical expenses, specifically five expenses that are not well known and are very well hidden. So um, do you want to let our listeners know where they can find a list of medical expenses, uh, what's admissible? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we, we, we chose five, uh, for this podcast, you know, that, that are, they're, they're not as well known, you know, but people are not necessarily, uh, versed in, in, in these uh, specific type of medical expenses. Uh, but if you want to get a, a searchable list of these expenses, actually a quick way of doing that is going directly to our website. Okay. So you simply, all you have to do is simply go to ufile.ca. Okay, so ufile.ca. Once you're on our page, uh, you simply hover your mouse over the tips and tools tab, and you're going to see um, you're going to see an option for the ufile blog. So what we're going to talk about today is written directly on our blog. Okay, so we wrote an article about it, and at the bottom of that blog article, we have a search. We have a link to a searchable list of medical expenses that you can check on the CRA website. Okay, so you simply click on that link, you type in the type of medical expense or the type of medical practitioner that you had services with, and the CRA will confirm whether these are eligible expenses or not for you. So again, it's, you could do it directly on our website, which is ufile.ca, hover over the tips and tools tab, click on the ufile blog option, and then the and then we have an article called Five Little Known Medical Expenses. Go right in there at the bottom of the of that page. Click on the link. All right. So let's start with the first one. The first one is celiac di disease and gluten free foods. Yes. So that's a, that, that's a newer one. Okay. Because unfortunately there are people, there are more and more people now that are suffering mm -hmm. from celiac disease. Uh, and essentially what you're allowed to claim uh, for as a medical expense is the price difference between a glute, what, what, what is gluten-free food and what is uh, food with gluten. Okay, so that's so that's essentially what you are allowed to claim is the difference in cost between the two. Now, not just anybody can claim this. Okay, mm -hmm. so for example, if I decide as a lifestyle uh, or a diet option to no longer eat uh, gluten uh, gluten food and just go with gluten free food, uh, I'm not eligible for it because I have not been diagnosed with celiac disease. So as a first option, you absolutely need a medical practitioner who certifies that you have celiac disease. The moment you've got that certification, then you're eligible now for this medical expense, which is, as I mentioned before, it is the price difference between what you're paying for your gluten-free food and uh, what a standard uh, gluten food uh, food item would cost. Okay, so the difference between the two is what you're eligible to claim. So of course, in order to make that claim, you need receipts. Okay, so you have to be able to track receipts. And remember, you're not deducting your grocery bill. Okay, you're not deducting the full grocery bill. That's not what you're deducting. You're deducting the price difference between you know what you're paying for that gluten-free food and an equivalent gluten uh, food item. That's what you're deducting as a medical expense. 
Okay, so you need to keep a log of everything, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you need to have a registry basically uh, and archive all your receipts to make sure that you got everything in order in case the government audits you on that claim because, you know, it can rack up quite a bit, right? I mean, because you're, you're talking yes. about your grocery bill. And for these people who have celiac disease, they don't have an option of eating regular gluten uh, food that includes gluten. They just don't. They have, you know, it, it, they get a really bad reaction in their bodies when they eat food that have gluten. So uh, for those individuals, you know, these bills can really rack Back up, okay. When it comes to their to, when it comes to their grocery bill, so at that point, it's really important that you keep all those receipts and that you make sure you do that comparative between uh, the two types of food items. Again, you know, what's your cost? So basically, what you're deducting is the premium that no, grocery stores will charge on gluten-free food. That's what you're allowed to do, to to claim as a medical expense. Okay. The next one is travel expenses to seek medical services. What are those? Yes. Yeah, so if you live in a region in which you, you, you need a medical service and it's not offered in the region that you live in, okay, then if you have to travel to get medical treatment at a hospital center or any other type of medical center, okay, then you are entitled to deduct certain expenses, certain travel expenses that you incur in order to receive those medical treatments. So now the types of expenses you're allowed to claim as a medical expense depends on the distance that you traveled. So if you traveled at least 40 kilometers, but less than 80 kilometers to the medical center where you had the service done, then what you're entitled to claim are essentially public transportation fees, okay, for that travel, meaning uh, taxis, bus, uh, or train uh, charges, okay, in order to be able to seek out that medical treatment, okay, so that's what you're allowed to claim. Now, if there was no public transportation available to take you to the medical center and you use your own car, then you can deduct the fees that you pay for your car, meaning essentially your gasoline costs, okay, in order to travel to that medical center and back, okay. That's one, and again, like I said, these fees are based on the distance. The moment you were required to go over 80 kilometers, so 80 kilometers and above to seek out this, these medical services, now your expenses expand. So you can claim those tra public transportation fees or you can claim your vehicle fees, like I mentioned before, so gas, but you could also claim, you could also claim, I'm reading it straight, uh, I'm reading it straight here. Okay. You could claim your meals, your accommodation and parking expenses. Okay, that you incurred in order to uh, get the medical service. Again, that is, but you could only claim those when the distance you you're required to go to to get the medical service is 80 kilometers and above. That's when you could claim those. Now, for your vehicle fees, obviously we're talking about gasoline in this case. So for your vehicle fees uh, and your meals expenses, the government gives you an option. You could either deduct or claim, actually, I should say, you could either claim the actual expense that you incurred. So you're going to have receipts, you know, your gas bill, essentially, uh, and uh, your actual receipts from restaurants or, or any other meal that you that, that you bought it from. Or you can use what the government calls the simplified method. And the simplified method, very simply put, is just a, a per meal amount that the government gives you as an expense or a per kilometer amount that they give you 
uh, for the distance traveled. So the meals, as of this podcast, it should be around $17 per meal that the government gives you under the simplified method. Again, these change all the time, so don't quote me on them. Okay, but as of right now, I believe it's around $17. And for the kilometers, it should be around 53, 54 cents per kilometer that the government gives you uh, as an expense. So you have the choice to the two. Either you deduct the full amount that you actually paid or you're deducting uh, what the government allows you to deduct under the simplified method. So those are the options that you have. Okay, well, detailed enough. Next one is very interesting. Fees for occupational therapists. Yes, and so. it is poignant today, right? When mm -hmm. we're talking about, uh, when we're talking about, for example, a lot of us, including you and me, who are in our home offices right now, uh, having to work. If you hire the services of an occupational therapist in order uh, to uh, to render to render essentially your home more accessible, uh, or your workspace, for example, more accessible. Okay, uh, then or ergonomic, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, you need some, you need a more ergonomic space and you hired an occupational therapist, uh, then for the majority of the provinces, it might not be the case for every single province, because not every province recognizes an occupational therapist. Okay, but you'd have to double check on it. Uh, but uh, for the for the most part, you are able to claim the fees of an occupational therapist. Okay, so if you needed the services of this individual to render your workspace more ergonomic to render other spaces in your home more ergonomic etc then you can claim the fees for an occupational therapist in that case as a medical expense okay so it's actually the fees for the person uh, that's prescribing the the arrangements Exactly. So for example, let's say you need an ergonomic chair, uh, mm -hmm. you need an ergonomic desk. So this is, this comes from the advice of an occupational therapist, then the fees for that advice, because okay. of course these people are not going to do this for free, right? I mean, of occupational course. therapists can charge for their services. Those services would be eligible. Again, I would just remind everybody, double check the list that I, the link that, that we provided before, uh, which essentially, uh, you know, you can simply type in occupational therapist and see whether this person has a recognized practitioner in your province or not. If they're not recognized as a, as a medical practitioner in your province, you're not eligible to claim the expense, unfortunately, but there's many provinces that allow it. Okay. So, so just make sure double check to see whether you can claim them. Okay. Next one is fertility treatments. Yeah, so fertility treatments is one that is also medical expense. So if again, you incurred fees, okay, in order to get pregnant, essentially, uh, to, to have a child because you had difficulty getting pregnant, okay, then these fertility treatments, uh, whether it is the specialists that, that charge you a fee or whether it's the medication that you, uh, what's called, that you received in order to, so for example, with the fertility treatments, there's a lot of hormone therapy a lot of mm -hmm. times. So for all those fees, these are eligible as medical expenses, okay, on your tax return. So any fees that you incurred for fertility treatments, you are entitled in this case uh, to claim them as a medical expense, okay? So make sure you keep your receipts. They can be quite costly okay the uh, these fees especially okay they can be especially the 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 medication for them can mm -hmm. be quite costly but thankfully you could at least deduct you know you can at least claim a, claim them as a medical expense on your tax return okay the next one seems very interesting an air conditioner oh yeah that's a great one because now you might be thinking to yourself all right all i'm right. gonna go now to keep I'm going to Canadian Tire right now, get myself an air conditioner, and I'm going to claim it on my on my tax return. But it's not so simple, 
Okay. okay. Just like what I mentioned before with a person who's got celiac disease, okay, and needs, uh, you know, and has to buy gluten-free food. Well, it's kind of the same condition with an air conditioner. So with an air conditioner, it has to be prescribed by a medical practitioner for people who have chronic illnesses, especially those who have chronic illnesses related to the lungs, for example. So take, for example, uh, somebody who's got asthma, somebody who's got emphysema, uh, for example, these would be examples of individuals that would be eligible to claim the, the cost of an air conditioner as a medical expense. But you do need a prescription. Okay, you absolutely need a prescription in order to claim uh, in order to claim it as a medical expense. And the other condition that you have is that you're capped as far as what you're allowed to claim. So what you're allowed to claim for the air conditioner is a thousand is the lesser of, excuse me, the lesser of a thousand dollars or half the cost of the air conditioner. Okay, that's what you're entitled to claim as a medical expense on your tax return. And again, prescription needed. Okay. I mean, I, I want to make that clear. It's not just anybody that can claim that fee. Okay. Now, um, when you prepare yourself to, to make your claim for medical expenses, uh, let's say you keep your receipts and they say, oh, I, I forgot to claim this one last year. I'll just include it with this year's uh, medical expenses. Can we do that? Or do we need to follow a, a specific rule for medical expenses? So the answer, the short answer is no. Okay, you can't. Okay, uh, you have to go by the date of the receipt. So if these expenses were for 2020, you can only claim them in 2020. So let's take the example that you mentioned now. That you know you've already filed your return and you just notice you have another medical receipt mm -hmm. that you forgot to claim. In that case, you have to do an adjustment of your 2020 return. Okay, you don't simply grab that receipt and claim okay. it in 2021. You're not allowed okay. to. Okay. Okay. It has to be within that calendar year. Okay. Now adjustments are very easily done, especially if you are signed up to the, my account portal with a CRA. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're signed up to the online portal, you could actually do that adjustment online. It's really simply done very quick. You simply claim the additional medical expense through the portal, and then you submit it to the CRA. And within a couple of weeks, the CRA responds with a new uh, notice of assessment and sends you the difference. Uh, it, it sends you the difference uh, on your tax owing. So for example, you had a refund, they'll send you an increased refund. Uh, if you're, if you had a balance owing, they'll refund you a portion, uh, a portion back because you have this new medical expense. So like I said, it, you always have to go back. You always have to stay with the date that is on the receipt. That's the key. You can't simply say, I'm going to, I'm going to archive this. I'm going to save this for next year. You can't do that. Okay. So basically we take a 12 month period that finishes in the tax year. Yes. So, so basically with the government, normally most people will take January 1st, December mm -hmm. 31st, which is, you know, the calendar year end, yeah, right? Yeah, the easiest. Yeah, the easiest. Now, the government does allow for a floating year end, okay, when it comes to medical expenses. So for example, I could, I could claim medical expenses from the 1st of October 2019 till, uh, till the 30th of September 2020. I'm allowed to do that, okay? But it becomes quite complex doing it that way because then you have to really see whether it's worthwhile, okay, to, to actually grab a couple of months from the previous year in order to claim your medical expenses. The, and, and usually there's not going to be a huge difference okay. doing, doing it this way. So your best bet is simply archive your receipts from the 1st of January to the 31st of December, okay? Remember, you know, and this goes back to a podcast that we did earlier. Uh, remember uh, what we, you know, the, the 
advice that we give uh, when it comes to organizing uh, your documents is start a file at the beginning of every year, okay, where you simply stick receipts and documents that relate to your tax return. Most of these will be medical expenses. Reason being that you're going to get these receipts when you incur the expense. So if I go to my dentist tomorrow, my dentist give me my receipt tomorrow, and that receipt is eligible as a medical expense. Okay, so the key is, you know, make sure you archive them and you don't miss on any medical expenses that you'd be entitled to. Okay, that's pretty good. So they could find a list on our blog page. Uh, in this particular blog, they can find a list of what's eligible as medical expenses. So that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Anything else you want to add before we conclude the podcast? So uh, just one last thing I wanted to add is for those for those who are listening to us who have private insurance, for example, a really good resource to find out how much you paid for your medical expenses is the summary uh, every year that your uh, insurance company provides. Because, of course, you're claiming these medical expenses on your insurance. Your insurance usually pays a portion of them. And then the other portion, uh, the other portion you pay out of pocket. Whatever's left over out of pocket is what's eligible as a medical expense for the credit. Okay, so that's a nice and quick way of seeing essentially what you're entitled as a medical expense. Just look at whatever you paid out of pocket. Okay, that's a quick way of getting to your medical expenses. Okay, what you're entitled to claim. And remember, always start your pile. Okay, always start your pile from the beginning of the year, have a folder ready and stick any, any, any tax document that you think is relevant to your tax turn, stick it in the pile, and then you sort it out later. Very well. So I think this concludes our podcast for today. So until next time, uh, thank you very much, Jerry. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a good day. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe.